Keep She Shatters and She Burns fans, this is Hannah Austin, your host for the She Burns podcast. I'm excited to announce that my first book, Hello Head, Meet Heart, is now out on Amazon. For more tips, tricks, and ways that you can burn bright and not burn out, visit me on Amazon at Hello Head, Meet Heart. Happy reading! Welcome to the She Burns Podcast, the go-to podcast for women who were born to burn bright without burning out. When you're at the top of your game, the difference between handling the heat and boiling over comes down to the right self-care advice at the right time. And if you're ready to take your seat around the campfire, these interviews with inspiring women will help you keep your flame alive. Hello, everyone. I'm Hannah Austin, and this is season three of the She Burns Podcast. In this episode, I'm talking to my girl crush, Arlen Hamilton. Arlen is the founder at Backstage Capital and Hire Runner. She's a serial entrepreneur, author, and master multitasker. Arlen founded Backstage Capital in 2015 to invest in founders who are people of color, women, and LGBTQ. Since its founding, Backstage has raised nearly $30 million and invested in 200 startups led by underestimated founders. Arlen is also the founder of Hire Runner, a startup that connects outstanding employee and talent with inclusive companies. Arlen published her first book, It's About Damn Time, in 2020, detailing her journey from homelessness to venture capital trailblazer. She also hosts the popular podcast, Your First Million. And in 2018, she was the first non-celebrity Black woman to grace the cover of Fast Company magazine. Well, thanks, Arlen, for being on the show today. I'm so excited to have you. I've been having like a girl fan moment. I had my like Beyonce Lizzo moment last night where I was like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm going to talk to Arlen tomorrow. So super excited. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So the She Burns podcast is all about teaching women to burn bright and not burn out, which is why I wanted you on the show. And this season's theme is women game changers. So you fit perfectly with that. And I've already done your intro. So I just kind of wanted an opportunity to talk a little bit with you about how you became so fearless, how you became so authentic, and talk to me a little bit about your work and what you're doing to make a huge change in the world and a movement for women and business. Being authentic is just something that I don't think I trained myself to do. It's just something that came naturally to me. My mom has all these stories of me as a child walking into stores and telling people what I needed and, you know, how they were going to treat us (laughs) at five. I think that I've always just thought that's the way to do it. I don't see another way. But I've also been, it's been reinforced that doing that is the only way that'll work for my life. And I've just seen what it feels like to try to fit into some sort of mold or try to play a game, especially the last decade working on Backstage Capital, where I'm breaking into an industry or did already break into an industry that was built for other people. It was built for very few people to understand, to have connections, to have prosperity. It was tempting to try to fit in because I thought maybe I could get more done faster, could could get the funding that I was looking for. But really quickly, I mean, same day, anytime I tried to do something like that, it just, it just didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. And it's like, why, why would I want to do that? And, you know, I get to have success in my own way and I get to have prosperity in my own way as myself. So that is the most, that's the win. What has this journey been like for you? I mean, I've read your story, you know, behind the scenes. Certainly we have the facts about you, the bio, but what has it really been like for you to go from homelessness to being a venture capitalist, right? I mean, you are changing the game for women and people in business in general 
So what has the journey been like for you? Has it been full of highs and lows? Has it been you've set your target and you've aimed and you've gotten a bunch of no's, but you keep pushing through? No, like, it's, what it's, is your- you know, it's been heavy. It's yeah. been heavy. And even as recently as today, this morning, you know, today I'm doing, I, I like to have a podcast on the same day just because I can be in the same mindset. Right. I do so much. I have three different companies. And I had a podcast that, that kicked things off and it was with a, a, a white man. I believe he was in his 20s, maybe his early 30s. He's very wealthy by his own account, millionaire. And it just went off the rails. And he was so rude to me. He insulted me, but he insulted the people that I'm backing. You know, wanted to, first he wanted to debunk the fact that there is a, a, a wage gap between women and men. And his answer to that was that the reason that there is a wage gap is because women enjoy having children so much and taking care of them that they don't even want to go into the workforce. Wow. And he said wow. it with a straight face and he said it with bravado. I just, it only got worse from there. Where and do you go from there? I mean, yeah. you see red, you're like, literally. Exactly. Yeah. And I could, I tr- I did try to reason with him. I tried to empathize with his lack of experience mm-hmm. and life, and it, he just, it wasn't working. And so it was, t- it was a tough morning for me. I, I had to, to, to deal with that. And I thought, but I, I often step outside of myself to observe the, the process. And I thought, Wow, if people understood that those are the kind of conversations that I have to have on a right. regular to even be in business, let alone thrive in it, just to be in business. What people see are like they see headlines for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Great headlines, or they see like backstage lays off its team or right, whatever. They see right. they don't see all the stuff in the middle. And I think that a lot of us entrepreneurs, we can we can relate to that. So so much that happens that you're like, man, is this for everybody? I don't think it is. Well, and is am I getting punked? I mean, it's almost like, oh, is this a real it, conversation? Yeah. Did that go through? I'd be like, is he joking? Because oh, yeah. just <laughs> yeah, no, I've had those as no, well. I you know, it. when I named yeah. my company She Shatters Arlen, I got so many mean emails from random people like, do you help men? Why did you name it? She shatters. And it kind of similar. It's like, you feel like you have to defend it, but at the same time, why are we defending it? Yeah, why are we I finally defending told it? Him, I finally told him, he said he wanted data on something. And I said, I don't owe you anything. I don't owe you anything. I said, it's a lived experience. And it's also been proven multiple times mm-hmm. with data, but he wasn't, he, he wanted something to fit into his narrative and he yeah. wasn't budging from it. And, you know, good luck to him and his, his wife. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about, so that's what the journey has been like for you. Behind the scenes, it's been great. Just kidding. But, <laughs> no, it's, but, been, it's had some wonderful times too, yeah. I have to say. There's been some amazing, amazing times when people come up to me or write to me and tell me that something I've done or said has helped them. I, you that You can't beat that. You can't. And strangers. I love it when it's a stranger because your people, yeah. you're like, oh, you know, you have to say that. But mm-hmm. the strangers, you're like, it, it just means so much more. I totally get it. Yeah. Talk to me about the biggest area of need that you're seeing when it comes to women and entrepreneurship. I belong to a lot of accelerators for women. And one of the biggest surprises, Arlen, was I was one of 15 people that pitched companies. And there were three women out of the 15 people that pitched. So first of all, getting to the table to even pitch, right? So what are the biggest kind of that biggest barrier that you're seeing for even women to get to the table, getting there, right? Yeah, I think it's understanding. I mean, the reason I'm hesitating just a little bit is that one of the things we talked about earlier was like, are there even people pitching or are these women pitching? And it's like, they kind of, they are, but it's like, can they even get in the room? Yes. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Yes. I think about that. So it's that, it's like understanding. It's under, I think the biggest thing is the same thing. It was unfortunately like seven years ago when I was really starting in earnest, which is like people thinking, people, including women, Sometimes yeah. thinking that backing women is somehow some sort of 
good hearted charity situation. Yeah. It's just like, no, it's just not, it's not yeah. just that. Yeah. Right. And I think, I think it's like that when it comes to like a shift of the heart and the mind, mm. that's the toughest thing Yes, I can imagine. I feel like I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing that. Yes. Because how do you, sh- I can see it little by little and people see it and they especially see it. How do they see it? When you see Whitney Hurd at the IPO. Yes. Yes. Where you see people breaking those myths and, and, and going further and faster. And that's, that's what we need more of. So that's, we need more representation and examples. And, you know, I think an over, over mentoring, underfunding is another. I think we definitely need mentoring. I think all entrepreneurs need mentoring, but mentoring can't just be sharing of knowledge and insights. It also needs to come with connections and opening doors and making phone calls. Absolutely. And the steps that it takes to get there. I think, you know, when I was pitching to, to to raise money for my fund, I think the reality was I had the pitch deck, everything was going, I was ready to go. I got in the room and it was having to justify, to your point, the earlier conversation that you had with like, did they not realize how much it took to even get in that room? Right? Exactly. So that's exactly. the that's the like foundational piece. Yeah. And then the other piece is mentorship. So that's my job, coaching and mentoring women. But I will tell you, the finance piece is huge, Arlen. Like there's so many women entrepreneurs that don't understand the finance piece. They just don't understand caps tables, all these different things. Mm-hmm. They need that education, you know? And so where is that? And then the follow through. Like I also think as a women entrepreneur and entrepreneur in general, you need to have those gateposts of, okay, what's next after this meeting? What does the mm-hmm. follow-up look like? Who do you talk to? You know, who are the right people? And almost having a round table discussion of, who are the people that can come to the table, bringing the women in your life or the people in your life to come to the table and say, what can we do about, who do you know? Who can you connect yeah. me to? Yeah. Where's that? And I think I think your audience might really appreciate this. So if you go to arlensacademy.com, A-R-L-A-N-S academy.com, I have $4,000 worth of curriculum for free for entrepreneurs. Okay. And my flagship course is called How to Raise Capital from Scratch. It talks about raising capital, but it also talks about bootstrapping, mm-hmm. which I like. Yeah. But it does answer those questions about right. what do you do? What is the, what's the lead up to raising? And then how do you ha- work with your investors? And what are they expecting? And I even have a, a module in there that says, uh, in the mind of a millionaire, what, how are they thinking about things, right? Love that. Because that's a, a part that we don't always get to see. Mm-hmm. And if we are, you know, Maybe we've seen one or two, but not to know, you know the full breadth of it. Yeah. So I definitely would recommend. There's no catch. I just want more people to understand and know about all that we have. Like 20 women, mostly women of color, teach as experts teaching on the course awesome. on the academy. Love it. And there's so many topics from starting an LLC or getting your LLC to like how do you value get your valuation ready for exit. Everything in between. Uh-huh. Great. Well, those are the steps that we need. I think a lot of people think it's a pitch deck. You go in, you don't get the money, and then what? You move on to the next person. But there's a lot of things that you can do behind the scenes to prepare as well. I love that. Okay, we'll drop a chat and drop the line in the in the chat notes here. Tell me a little bit about your advice to entrepreneurs regarding burnout. I'm busy Mm -hmm. because entrepreneurs get burned out, right? So talk to me a little bit about first of all, personally, have you burned out? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, every day at 10 a.m. at noon, right? <laughs> and then what are you doing for yourself survival? And then what do you, what is your advice for our listeners? Yeah, I definitely have had burnout, like major health problems from burnout. And it seemed starting in 2019, that would happen once a year. 
Okay, your happen. annual burnout. Like, like it would happen like really hardcore. Wow. To the point where I would either end up in a hospital because I had just was exhausted or, you know, was having some sort of attack or I just couldn't do anything, paralyzed by it. And, you know, when you do that two or three times, maybe it started in 2018, because when you do that two or three times, you realize, oh, there, this can't, this isn't sustainable. I can't right. just do this. And it was because I had so much responsibility. So some of it was just an understanding, like getting a better understanding and yes. understanding myself better of like, what are the warning signs that I- What are your triggers? See? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, there was a lot of responsibility that I had and I still have quite a bit of responsibility, but in the last 18 months, I have shed myself of responsibility. And that is a deep conversation mm-hmm. with yourself, either with a therapist or with people you care about or yourself. Because you could feel a little bit of, oh, I, I'm supposed to take care of those people. Like even employees, I'm supposed to. You're responsible. That responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what was really helpful. It was in 2018. So it took me a few months to really listen and hear it. But I got on a call with Ursula Burns, Hmm. who was one of the, she, I think she was the first black woman to be a CEO of a fortune 500 company. She is just a powerhouse living legend. And I was, there was a, a, a fund issue that I was working on. So I got like three or four of these powerhouse phone calls lined up because someone did me a favor. And we get on the call and everybody else was pretty much like, okay, let's walk through it and let's talk about it. And she got on the phone and she said, listen, she said, I don't know who you are. She's like, I don't know who you are. And at the time, she knows me now. She goes, yeah. I don't know who you are. I have about 10 minutes. What's going on? And I say, well, we're, I, this is the employees. This is what we're working on. We've invested in all these companies. I was ready for her to pat me on the back and say, great, you've done, you've done so much for us Black women. Instead, she said, how many of your employees are making money for you? And I said, mm. none. And she said, you need to get rid of every employee that's not making money for you because they need to be able to pay for themselves. And she starts rattling off this yeah. stuff, super hardcore, tough love. But helpful. And I didn't. I didn't do that because you know she didn't know enough about the company, and that's right. not exactly how it worked. It was a fund. But what she was saying was, you can't be carrying everybody on your back. It's not fair to you, and it's not fair to them, right? Because they have to see that sort of me being all irritable because I'm worried about yes. payroll. Yes, and well, they have to have a stake in the game. They have and to they, feel. Yeah, yeah. And they also they're doing an amazing job. They can go out and get better jobs, right? right? It's kind of like a little egotistical to hold mm-hmm. people back if you realize you can't take them too far. So it was it's just been a lot of self-discovery and mm-hmm. taking away ego. Yes. And being super like, I don't necessarily think I need to be humble because I think black women have a little humble humility that they are owed, that they're not owed, right? <laughs> but I think that just kind of really t- being honest with yourself is so mm-hmm. important when it comes to burnout. Yes. Like being so honest with yourself of like, what am I really supposed to, like, what do I owe people? Yeah. And what do I owe myself? What do I owe myself? Right. So what do I owe people is is the answer to what I owe myself. Because it's like, I actually don't owe that many people things that I kind of act like I do. Yeah. I owe it to myself. I owe it to my family. Yeah. And even then only to a degree. Absolutely. Yeah. And and yeah, it just, it it just has evolved. And now I feel very content and I feel very much in control of my day to day. So that lightens your load, certainly around 100%. burnout. Yeah. yeah. Burnout, just, just knowing it and then making steps. So one of them is about employees, but other things, it's just about phone calls. Like I'm only doing calls on certain days of the week. Uh-huh. I'm only saying yes to, if I was saying yes to 50%, I'm saying yes to 5% now. Correct. Yeah. 
thing. Yeah. It's just you, you get older and you you get wiser. What do you wish you would have known in year one starting your business? So you're you know beyond year one, right? You started mm-hmm. it in 2015, Backstage Capital. That's right. That's right. So where are you looking back in 2016 at Arlen? What do you mm-hmm. wish you would have known? I wish I would have known that when someone says something's going to happen, it, it means zero until it happens. Right. Whether that's a check coming in, wire coming in, somebody meeting you somewhere, somebody making the phone call they said they're going to make, somebody partnering with you. Until it happens, it's just talk. Actions are everything. Absolutely. And putting your mouth behind your money behind what you're saying. I mean, I think you probably have a million conversations where I believe in you, I invest in you. And it's like, show up, show Show up. up. And I tell you, there's some people who have shown up. I got to give a shout out to Holly Holly Laveau in Portland. That's where I am. Holly Laveau is amazing. She is just know her. Okay. You got to know her. You got to know. She's also, in addition to being one of backstage's most premier backers and funders money where your mouth is more than once she's also has she also has a slate of movies that are like independent movies that are directed written starring women and there's like six of them and she has three of them already filmed and she's just like she I get to I just like you can go to her Instagram Holly Holly Laveau and she's just like this example of someone who knows they have privilege has you know, something that, like talent and skill to give to the world. And it's like merging the two. Love it. And it's just like, like she, she did this thing once where she, she backed me in something and she said, you put your name on it. I'll put the money behind it. You put your name on it. Love it. Because she wow. knew to step aside. Just really cool. Okay. I'm going to look her up. Thank you. Hey. Tell me about God, when something that, that no one really knows, right. About you. Of course it's a secret, right. But something that like, <laughs> no one really knows, like if you really knew me, right. You would yeah. know that what Arlen, well, what? I'm really, really it's silly. Like you're an open book. <laughs> yeah. I'm an open book. I tell people stuff. Other, but I think one thing I noticed when I meet people in person, like people will say to my face, Oh, I thought you were going to be much more intimidating. <laughs> so I, what they don't know is like, especially with my wife, I'm so silly. I'm just yeah. the goofiest person. My friend, uh, Anjali Bahimi, who is a Amini, sorry, who is an actress on everything. She said that marriage is just being with your best friend and being the silliest you can be. You know? A good marriage. A good marriage. Yeah, yes. A good marriage. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's it. That's it. Like you, who else can you be that silly with? You know, Arlen, are you a practical joker? I mean, what are you silly about? Like, do you? No, not a, I don't like that kind like of stuff. That, so. I don't like Halloween and costume. I don't like that kind of stuff. I'm kind of a curmudgeon, but I'm silly just about like, I mean, it's silly, but like that's what she said is probably the most stated sentence in my house (laughs) with my wife yeah (laughs) you know from the office yeah like we're just silly like we're just like 15 year old kids like just being silly but it takes away from that pressure that I have during during you know work all the work that I have you gotta have fun I mean you gotta have fun and you gotta laugh right I mean I love those moments when you're just like peeing your in your pants, to be honest with you, yeah, especially yeah. when you hit 40. I don't know if you're in your 40s, but since I've been in I my 40s, 42. you got to be careful, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I hear you. And like when I speak, when I do my speaking engagements, yeah. I'm, I I tend to be a funny person. Yeah. And people will be like, I can't believe you're so funny. You should do stand up. And, and I'm like, this is just like how I am normally, but it doesn't come across. The yeah. I'm usually talking about serious topics. Yeah. Absolutely. Or I'm usually yelling at some millionaire or something. So tell me what you're working on now. I saw on your Instagram something about there's like a movie in the background or it looks like 
I don't know, something about a movie or I know it's something going on with your book. You're selling a lot of copies. It's huge, right? It's about yeah, damn it's time. It's about damn time is yeah. the book. Check it out. It's about damn time. Still just doing really strong numbers. And I'm so, so proud of it. And I have Your First Million is my new podcast video version. So I've had Your First Million podcast for three and a half years, but we just launched a new video version with, with amazing interviews. It was fully produced with a, a co-producer in the UK that I've been working with for a couple of years. And it's just something I'm just having a ball with. And it also, it marries all, all the things I like, I care about. Well, I love the casualness of it. I mean, I just saw a couple episodes yesterday, yeah. but yeah. you know, just sitting in a chair or chatting with someone, yeah. right? Just yeah. keeping it cash, talking to people yeah. like real people. Cause everyone wants to hear what you're working on, of course. Yeah. But we also want to get to know you because you know, you're a little bit different than what I expected. You're a lot more fun, right? So I think yeah, it's yeah, keeping yeah. it real. But yeah. I think the other question is, you know, what is it that you want to do this year that you'd be, look back on 2014 and you're, you know, it's New Year's Eve and you're like, I did it. Mm-hmm. What is it? We are working on a new fund at Backstage that I can't talk about yet, but okay. I would want, want that to have come to fruition. And okay. kind of way. Yeah. Okay. And there'll be there'll be more information. But I think I can say that we, we're going to be moving a little downstream or upstream, I should say, where it's, where it's, uh, is it upstream or downstream? I can't think of it, but it's where we're <laughs> series B and, and, and yes. later stage companies. So downstream. And I think that's where we should be. Like, we, like we will always invest in early stage companies. That's mm-hmm. where we started. And that's where we find the best and the most innovative things. And I think now like part of the plan behind the scenes was always to have a full stack and be like, we can meet you the first day you start your company. Yes. We can you when you're right getting ready for IPO. Yes. And I think getting closer to that series B, just a little bit closer to growth stage is exciting. And it'll be it'll be nice to see what happens there. And I'm also realistic and I know it's been tough to raise. I've raised yeah. 20 million in the last seven years. So that's nothing to sneeze at, yeah. but it's also tough to raise. And so I know that it might be tough to do it. So looking back at New, on New Year's Eve, if we had a good go at it and we were able to raise some, I would be happy. And when do you come to Portland? I'm I'm due a trip to Portland. My friend Stephen Green and I are trying to make that happen this year, but it'll happen this year for sure. I just don't know when. Where do you go when you come to Portland? What do you like to do? I know you like. Oh, sports. it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I, I I used to live in Portland for a few months. It's been a while though, so I'd have to be reintroduced. Well, we'd love to have you. I'm going to do a book signing at Powell's. I'd nice. love to see you there. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. I'll yeah. And then I was thinking of, I was just in Mexico last week and I thought maybe if I called Arlen and told her to meet me over there, we could do the <laughs> podcast there versus. <laughs> Good idea. It wouldn't hurt. No, I was actually in Puerto Rico. So at the same time, so it's probably mixed. But no, I, I, I definitely would love to do something with the book. Uh, I didn't get to, a chance to do, a, I've done now a few things, but with COVID and my book coming out and the, the timing, didn't get to do the tour that I had planned. So I always love a good a book signing. Yeah, it's so much fun. Well, thank you so much okay. for your time. I know you're a busy woman. Yeah, really appreciate you. you being on the show and we'll put your links certainly yeah. in the chat, but thank you for being such a vision for all of us and my girl crush, as I call it. Oh, but I really appreciate you. you. And if there's anything my listeners or I can do for you or your fund, please let me know. Thank you so much. I'll yeah. see you all at the Your First Million podcast. All right. Thanks, Arlen. Bye. Have a good day. What a great podcast session today with Arlen Hamilton, my girl crush. Loved hearing more about her company, Backstage Capital and Higher Runner. We also talked about her book, It's About Damn Time, that you can grab at your local bookstore or on Amazon, and her podcast, Your First Million, which you can find on YouTube. For more information about Arlen, please visit her on Instagram at Arlen Was Here. Or for more information on Backstage Capital, please visit her on Instagram at Backstage Capital. Thank you for joining us on the She Burns podcast. 
We are so grateful for your time, energy, and support. For more tips, resources, and tools on how to burn bright, please visit us at sheshatters.com or on Instagram at sheshattersllc.